Welcome to The Wrong Side of the Maelstrom, a Toronto-based Warhammer 40,000 podcast. My name's Ian, and tonight, my co-host Jason will not be joining me. Instead, I'm uh, joined by returning guests Samurai Mike and Jeff, who will be right along as soon as they're finished Awakening the Tomb World. This is episode 27, and tonight we will be focusing on Meat Grinder, one of the narrative missions found in the Warhammer 40,000 core rulebook. In addition to that, we uh, talk about some hobby highlights and uh, games played, including a team game that all three of us participated in. We also uh, do news from the front to talk about the Invicta campaign and its uh, apocalyptic finale. Uh, Finally, we do our regular segment of Beyond the Rim, where we talk about non-40k games. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wrongsideofthemaelstrom. If you wish to contact us via email, we can be reached at wrongsideofthemaelstrom at, g- at gmail.com. Finally, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please give us a five-star review. Please enjoy tonight's episode, and we'll see you on the wrong side of the maelstrom. <laughs> for Wrong Side of the Maelstrom. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Unfortunately, Jason isn't here because he's got real-life responsibilities and all that garbage. Good old real life. Yeah. So uh, just for listeners, we're kind of doing a new format for the show where we rotate hosts. We've got a nice pool of anxious 40K gamers who want to uh, come on and talk about it. <laughs> so uh, tonight it, with myself is Jeff. Hello. And Mike. Hey. Samurai Mike. Yeah. As the fans know and love him. Um, yeah, so you guys have both been on the show. Jeff, I think, just for Star Wars specials. Yes, only for the Star Wars one. Mike, you've been on two or three times, I think. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. I think you Good had couple. me on for conversions, and then as it goes on, just for... Oh, I think we're talking about um, the transition of, like, 7th to 8th, and yeah, how it, was, it related to, like, Age of Sigmar yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was, like, sky is falling moments. Sky, oh, sky is falling, but <laughs> yeah. you know what? It's great now. It's turned out yeah. for the best. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and checklist, check mark everything. <laughs> Prove to Ian I am right, correct. Yeah. So I happy. <laughs> so hopefully with uh, more hosts available, we can put out episodes on a more regular basis. But uh, since we, since you guys are new or coming back new to the show, let's uh, do some introductions. So Jeff, sure. How long have you been playing 40k for, and what are your current armies? <laughs> I've been playing 40k on and off for about I guess seven. Years since I was in grade five, which was back in 2001 2002. So, what edition are we talking so about? So, that was uh, third edition. Third dead? Yeah. Okay. And I did that for a good couple of years and then stopped in high school and then started back up again uh, near the end of university. Um, I started out playing Tau way back in third edition and then I'm currently playing a mix of Death Corp, Custodes, and Admech at the moment. Just nice. Depending on whatever. Uh, Feels good on the day. Yeah. And you were working on AdMech recently, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sort exactly. of jump in between a couple of different projects. Yeah. I saw you post on Facebook the, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> the the truck. The Sure. The yeah. truck. Yes. <laughs> the the pain train. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, I think, the last thing I finished actually painting. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mike, what about you? How long have you been playing? Uh, I started also in 3rd edition. Um, I don't remember how old it was. Maybe about 14, 15. Uh, yeah. I was about grade 10, just getting into high school. A games workshop opened up and we went mm. there. Um, but I started with uh, NIDS, because saw them, they looked like Zerg. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> 10 times down with that. Um, I started Chaos Space Marines in 3rd edition. It's the Glorious 3.5 decks. Then... I went to college and I kind of had to stop playing because our local GWs closed down. And by the time I could go back, right. it's like, well, we ruined your book, both of them, <laughs> and now our store's gone. Yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing left here. I got back into it like two, three years ago, mm-hmm. in seventh edition. And I'm like, oh, let's see what, what's what, and yeah, and now I'm back. So what armies for, I know you're big into Sigmar at the moment, but like what 40k armies have you been focusing on recently? Uh, recently I've been focusing on my Necrons. Um, I've been doing a different paint scheme, so I've yep. been working on that. And I have a big box of Necrons at home, which I originally said I was going to get done before doing anything else, but <laughs> it was too kind of pre-seasoned. Skip that. Yeah, good old hobby conundrum. Oh yeah, starting one yeah. project and then being like, "Ooh, shiny." <laughs> but I have my uh, Kerkeridons. I have my uh, Necrons. I have some Dark Eldar. I have my Tyranids, um, and I think I just have like Chaos Demons, but that's mainly for Sigmar. Right. Um, I don't think I have. I have my Crew. I'm done anything with those. They're just sitting there. Oh, I forgot one about day. that. Yeah. When they get yeah. mercenary lists. Well, I'm probably just running the Orcs. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> they are a good mix for that. Yeah, so I want to see that orc book, and then maybe I'll do that and do some conversions for vehicles and That'd stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, they're pretty nice. good army for. Yeah, for well, counts oh, yeah. As, yeah. Well, they used to have the orc hybrid rules back in the day. Right. And the orc hybrid rules actually made them strength four, toughness four. So I don't see a difference with orcs now <laughs> and crew mercenaries then. So yeah, nice. probably do that. Right. Uh, Mike, how about you start us off? What have you, what's your like latest hobby project, hobby highlight that you've been working on? My Seraphon that I'm starting for AOS 2. I want an army that can uh, summon, cast spells, be shooting, be close combat, be fast, be slow, be tanky. So they do it all. And they're space lizards who are actually just dreams and <laughs> not actually there. It's just a frog dreaming. Hey, remember all those dinosaurs? Well, you know what? They're going to walk the dinosaur on you. None of them have feathers, because they don't remember them with feathers. We know today they all had feathers, but... <laughs> Back then. <laughs> Back then, they didn't. So that's what they yeah. remember. They're remembering 1980s dinosaurs. And um, aside from that, I have my Necrons. So. Yeah, you pumped out like a huge Necron faction. Yeah, um, in probably about, what, I want to say four to five weeks, I did 20 Warriors, 20 Immortals... Two Annihilation Barges, ten Lich Guard, an Overlord. Um, Jeff and I are just looking away in disgust <laughs> An Overlord, shame. My a Cryptek. Um, so it take me like two years, maybe? 27 <laughs> Race. I've ever painted that much in my life. And oh, I think it was a 12 Scarabs. In that amount of time, I finished one model. Wow. <laughs> Paint slow. I need to speed yeah. up my game. Yeah. But it's never oh, It's to. easy. It's... It's the weird thing about Necrons is um, I used to do them in a bone scheme, but now I'm just redoing them with like more of the metallic scheme because right. every time I see the metallic scheme, I'm like oh, it's so cool, <laughs> and I've, I've realized 
No one paints them like that. No. No one. Everyone's like, oh, that looks boring. I don't want to do it. But as soon as you see it, it's like, wow, that actually looks really good. Yeah. So, like, mine are, I did blue glow instead of the green glow. Yeah, which I think looks really, really good. Yeah, for yeah. it's actually one of the dynasties in there, which I picked before realizing that was a dynasty, so yeah. whatever. And it's a, it's actually a, a dynasty with no rules. So, that's the best. I can do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's, when you actually see the metallic necrons in person, you're like, okay, that's actually not boring. Yeah, and and yours are very dark metallic, not as shiny or as clean in the book, I feel like. Oh, yeah, and well, if you actually look really closely at the ones, like, on the box art, they did a really good job of painting them. They're highlighted, like, two, three times Yeah. on the edges for a warrior that was produced in, fucking 2002. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, take it as you will, but, yeah, mine are really dark. Mine are just bulk gun, agrax, iron breaker done yeah just dry brushing right? yeah just dry brushing yeah. and then um you have to do a bit of brush work for the osl true yeah i mean you gotta paint Touch it tubes up here green there. or tubes blue for me <laughs> yeah just spray it with the airbrush and get a little stuff. osl going yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, they look really good now that you got like the bone guys and the metal guys if you want to run two dynasties it's yeah that very was easy to split that was up. the original intention um mm-hmm. but at the moment because i'm finding like i'm just running the one novak dynasty yeah, mm, true. Which the rest ones? are going to get simple greened? Uh, probably not. I use the airbrush, so it's mm. such a thin coat on there. True. I'm just going to yeah, you can you just know, go I'm right over black primer. I can probably gonna use the airbrush just for those ones because I don't want to risk it. So mm. I'll probably just airbrush it, and that way it's a nice thin coat, and I don't have to true. worry about like yeah. too much. What uh, which which one's Novak? Oh, Novak is a close combat one. Okay, re-rolled hit. Yeah, re-rolled a hit first yeah. round. Um, it's very. I find it's very good because the problem with Necrons is you charge them and then they lose. It was like that in Seventh Edition. It's like that now. Um, but then they got rates. Yeah, and they're really good in combat. Well, rates can retreat and charge, so yeah, they get terrifying. the dynasty yeah. towards. It means they're always rolling the hit. Yeah, and true. Um, they move through terrain, so you just jump to another side of a the building. They can't see you. Charge back through it. Yeah, yeah. and with that three up invul. They just don't die. Yes. Yeah. They just keep going and going and going. Ooh. Six will die. Twelve will be a big pain. Yeah. That's... <laughs> anything more than that is just like, oh, is cruelty. Just, I hate you, but if you're playing the close combat army, I guess it's being mad at you, jerk. <laughs> well, I remember in our last game, I kept charging more and more stuff, trying to kill the rates, and every turn it was like, oh, yeah, they get to re-roll again because you charged me. <laughs> hey, you shot the race, and you dealt with the race, and you didn't deal with the Lich Guard. You just ran in there and chopped yeah, everything. You can only kill so much on the table that keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, there was another t- moment in that game where I killed the Lich Guard down to one model and then forgot about him because he's just in the sea of metal. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I got, like, 14 or oh, nine no. will-be-back rolls. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. Like, yeah, the unit's back. That's, um... Yep. Those guys, uh, they actually turned out pretty good. The Lich Guard was uh, size. Yeah. Um, I was, I never tried them before. I've always used the shield, but I'm kind of a fan of the size. Mm-hmm. But I think the shield overall is going to be a little bit better. I don't think you need the minus four two damage, but I okay. like it. I feel like the wars, the shields are a better option competitively, overall, yeah. but war sides are definitely cooler looking. Way more cool points. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're running um, uh, Andrew Cure the Traveler. Ooh. Does it get the plus one attack? 
Oh, oh God. Yeah. It, the weird thing is, Amarcare doesn't have a dynasty. So mm. you can use him as anything. And I found out in our really? game, when it's actually reading his uh, War Scroll, that he starts at strength six. Everyone else is strength five. He has a War Set Sacred and plus two strengths. So I'm like, oh, Good old strength eight. He's only strength seven, whatever. And then I'm looking at him, wait, he's strength eight. <laughs> strength eight, two damage, minus four. Like, I don't know. Calling everybody Four down. or five attacks. It's just eating Terminators for breakfast. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to use it because it's out of command points, but you can make him, like, ignore the invulnerable save on his first attack. Oh, God. So if you have, like, um, a void size guy, so he has, like, the three damage, just pop a guy in. Like, there you go. Take yeah. damage. <laughs> He's just dead now. No, don't fail any of your other invulnerable save. Jeez. <laughs> Jeff, what have you been working on lately? Uh, so recently I've been jumping between a couple of different armies. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily, though, it's been a mixture of Custodes and Admech. Um, like Ian had mentioned, I just finished painting up a Mechanicum Trieros, hoping that uh, Fires of Seraxis was going to be uh, at least announced at Warhammer Fest. Mm. But, but no. I think they announced it's delayed. Yes. Yes, okay. so oh, maybe this year, <laughs> probably next year. So uh, the Mechanicum are probably being thrown again onto the back burner until there's a little bit more concrete stuff there. Yeah. Uh, so otherwise, yeah, it's been a lot of custodes and uh, lots of highlighting for that. And you do like a black gold for your Yeah, custodes, so right? I use a very different color scheme compared mm-hmm. to the ones that are at least in the codex. Uh, that's very black armor with uh, sort of glowing-ish highlights. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, your stuff is beautiful. I think we've mentioned it on the show just how oh, good thank you. your stuff is. So Yeah, it's so. a. it looks great, but it takes forever to bloody paint. Yeah, you're and not knocking out like 2K no. in five weeks? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's like maybe six Only in like months. a month and a half. Yeah. But Did you, did you do the same uh, color scheme on your, um, how was it? Was it Death um, Watch? Yeah, on the Death Watch. Yeah. The Death oh, Watch that's right. Did yeah. before, that I've sort of used um, it as my general Inquisition, sort of high lord, sort of of the Imperium okay. kind of color scheme. Because it has like a very dark, ominous look to it. Yeah, which, but yeah. also very like royal looking. Yeah, very... yeah, all with uh, purple sort of details here and there to give that royal sort right. of look. Yeah. Did you use that army in the... Um... What was the campaign you did? Uh, the Herald nope. Zeruin one. Jason did it. It was a Return to Colorax. Did you use that for that? Were you in that? No, one? I I did one. use the Death Watch though in uh, Heralds of Ruin when the okay. Games Workshop store uh, did that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was like that's two the years one, ago. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, the Kill Team thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I know there's been like two Kill Team events or something since. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't that, know. That was it was really, a long time ago though. Yeah, but yeah, I did that one. Yeah, that was a fun campaign. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I didn't do very well, it. but it was a fun one to do. Uh, that was before I moved to Toronto, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I did quite well. I jump-kicked my way to second place. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I think my fun. highlight, though, of that was helping Noah roll all the dice in the final game. Oh, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, because yeah, I was playing nids with Jordan. Jay's like, just get the, this many points painted, and it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I've been uh, full Dark Eldar mode nice. since uh, the codex dropped. Just... Spending way too much money and just being on a build train. So um, they look like they'd be a great army to play in. Yeah, sort of build and paint. They're they're a lot of fun on the table, but they're really it's a big learning curve because I got to remember all the stratagems, all the rules, all the yeah. obsessions, and like that first, for starting yeah. any new army. Yeah, your first moving phase is gonna be the most important thing because if you're not out of line of sight, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> hard to melt. do with some, like, <laughs> yeah. the vehicles are quite, they have a huge profile. True. So, like, they're not the biggest vehicles, but and they're, they're all very floating, long, too. Very, so they're yeah, all up high. Very tall, very long. Just make so. sure they're touching the terrain so they get the cover. Yeah. After obscured. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Just with the Dark Eldar, it's a little less important about keeping them in cover because most of their vehicles already have a 5 plus in ball. So, and if they're in cover, they'll get a 3 plus save, but any heavy weapon worth their salt is going to ignore that. Just knocking down the involve anyways. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, but that's what I've been working on, just plowing out witches, which succubus, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but like I All converted, the reavers. Yeah, I bought six more reavers today, so I have a full so 12. Jelly. Well, I have 18 nice. of the old ones. Yeah. But, yeah. Still, uh, 16. One, or uh, the 12. one uh, cabal where you like literally, or cult where you'll charge them turn one without even trying. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm writing though, because I'm my list is double battalion. So for the cabal battalion, I think I can do uh, obsidian rose, so everything okay. gets plus six inch range, except for pistols. And then <laughs> the cult of red grief, where they charge after advancing. So reavers advance twenty six inches because they move eighteen, and then add eight yeah. when they advance. So it's a huge advance threat distance. Yeah. Oh man. And they all have blasters, so they can fire those after advancing. So, well, sorry, four have blasters. Yeah, one has That's still quite a few, yeah. Um, yeah, give the... I could, yeah. I didn't do that. Maybe I should. Well, you, you just got six boxes of Reavers, so... No, but I already have the <laughs> Arena Champion built. That's the thing. Like, she's got the... Make another one. Yeah, but then... Yeah. Put it on her hip. Put it on yeah. her hip. Yeah, that's probably what it'll do. Uh, but yeah, I've basically moved away from Coven for now. My, like quote-unquote tournament list or mm-hmm. my match playlist is just all cult and uh, nice. cabal yeah. i think those are the nicer models like the the coven dudes are pretty sweet especially yeah. the taloses but i think in terms of actual models to like build convert and paint and stuff yeah the definitely the witch cults yeah and cabal the racks dudes. are good but they're i don't know i don't have that much they're very single pose though yeah they're not like, there they're aren't not many as... variations unless you really go at uh converting them yeah, they're not as um, dynamic, yeah. for sure. So, But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. And also the, well, yeah, because then you have the grotesques, which are really good, but look really bad. Yeah. So. You got to put some work in them. Yeah. You know what would be really cool is if um, you do witches in a raider, you get some of the venom witches that are hanging mm. off the side and you yeah. put them on the raider. Yeah, replace them like the cabal guys. If you need a few, I got a few spares. No, I've got plenty. I'll probably do that. <laughs> Uh, well, what I'll probably do is just replace the crew and all the ones that are hanging off. They're just going to be. I'm going to convert them so they're on foot. Oh, so okay. I don't need to buy another box because I have so many bits. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to convert them to be on foot because they're all or like feet. it's just like just the toe would be touching I, and they're like doing a flying. Well, knee. I'm going to put them on Maybe like terrain. And, I'm going to put them on terrain and stuff like get little bits of ruins and have them like yeah. leaping up. So, that work. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. it'll be good. If not, I'm sure it will. I have to buy another box. <laughs> I did that because I was going to do a kill team of uh, Dark Eldar that were all like corrupted by some weird tree thing. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Uh, let's talk games. Um, I was going to talk about the game. Actually, the three of us plus... I mean, maybe we all can talk about it, just the three of us, and then yeah, Buddy Zach. Yeah. Yes. That was so, a really fun game. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we did... First time, I think, ever playing Necrons, at least since 3rd edition. Yeah. So that was a scary experience. So this was uh, Jeff running ad, uh, yeah. ad mech. Full we, ad mech. Yeah. Or Dark Mechanicum in this I case. I guess in, yeah. For oh, my guys narrative. are, you know, very 
jump in the line here and there. Yeah. So I was running Black Legion along with Jeff, and you and my buddy Zach, who was visiting from Windsor, was running Necrons because he just started a little Necron army. Yeah. So I brought um, my 2,000 points in. I had some uh, extra ones I lent yeah. him so that he could fill it out. And yeah. It's actually nice because I had the two different color schemes. Mm-hmm. So we were able to actually divide the... Yeah, the divide. army up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it worked well. Yeah. It's very easy to sort of see whose stuff was whose. Yeah. Not we that were, it really would have mattered, but... Yeah. No, I think the most we had was, I think, a couple of your backline artillery were a little bit on the inside, and a couple of my race were a little bit on your yeah. side. Kind of thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're all Necrons. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly, though, me and Mike battling it out, and then yeah. and Zach. Yeah. yeah. Jeff and Zach. It's so. nice. It felt like two games going on at the same time. And, but <laughs> yeah. It, it kind was, of affecting one another, but yeah. kind of not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so we did Dawn of War deployment. I think the mission was we just put down six objectives and said every turn you score. Yeah. Was that the yeah, we did it turn? nice and yeah. simple, yeah. yeah. Or every, every battle round, I guess. Yeah. Just to do throw no, every, every together. one of your turns, not battle round. Or I don't think we were doing battle rounds. We were doing turns. Every turn? I think it was once, yeah, every turn. The, the point end is of your turn, six you objectives yeah. 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 When you would normally, you know cash in your objectives. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the big melee we were talking about earlier with the wraiths and me just... Throwing more and more yeah. legionnaires and dreadnoughts in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and me trying to do the same with the limited admech. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I had to make sure that one dreadnought that did mortal wounds couldn't do anything. Yeah, because that was the first time I ran my uh, new Black Legion Contemptor dreadnought with the two chain fists and the soul burners. So the black the chaos stuff for, for from Forge World gets slightly different units and weapons and crap. So instead of melting guns, more scary. Yeah, so oh. melt guns D three more generally wounds. more scary. <laughs> Although in, I know you don't like the Leviathan because it has better guns. Um, you complain about it. At least. Well, my main issue is um, its the points are very similar. Yeah, the the chaos ones should be, I'd say, a little bit rarer. They should have more of them, but they should be a little bit more <clears throat> valuable. So they should be higher points. They're also stronger. Yeah, they like are. just in generally every way they're stronger. They have like invulnerable saves and stuff like that. And their shouldn't. flamers are a hell of a lot scarier. Oh yeah, yeah. the oh, Contemptor yeah. though doesn't have a two plus; it is a three plus save compared oh, to the Imperial it version. It depends. Um, yeah, so. Well, Imperials have a Contemptor, and then they have a Relic Contemptor. Yeah, I mean yeah, a Relic Contemptor. Yes. They have two. So the Relic Contemptor like just, is a two up save one, yeah. and then the regular one in the book, as well as the Mortis, are three up. Oh, okay. Anyways, mine is a three plus save, <laughs> and does mortal wounds. So yeah. <laughs> I would say it is just straight up better. better. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. You killed it pretty quick, so no, I didn't. I, quite a I few held dudes, it on. Though. I held on to it for like two, three turns of the race, and then eventually the race all died, and the lich guard just walked up and said, "Sup?" Cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really fun game, though. Oh, just that running. <laughs> It was basically, at least on our side of the table, just came down to a giant melee in the street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then my... With the turn one wraiths. Yeah. All up oh, in their grills. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> An asshole tep was there, just being asshole self. <coughs> yeah. Havoc's reaching mm-hmm. across the table and bad touching, like, uh, annihilation barges <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I was surprised that... Doomsayer. Doomsayer. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I was very surprised at the Destroyers that game. Because they like came down right in the center, sort of of the table, and yeah, great area of cover. Yeah, the deep struck right into a big yeah. building. And it turned out the cat or the Castellan robots with all their DACA 
kind of just blew them away real quick. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was, they, it was not, even, not even a question about it. Well, there was what? one turn of shooting and all six of them? Ren 2? Or... Ren 2? Ren 3? Yeah, Ren 2 ignore cover. Yeah. And oh. it was just all... They melted. Yeah. yeah. Which need... surprised me. I was like, I'm expecting these to kill all my things. It kind of sucked with Zach because he was running all these fancy new units that he'd never played before. Because yeah. he, he just has... Pretty the, well. Yeah, he just had the old start collecting ghosts. He was like, I'm going to try out this and this and this <laughs> so I know what to buy. And it's like, oh yeah, we're killing all those as soon as they come in. <laughs> His dudes made it... Quite far up the table. Yeah. Then, no, but I mean like the Doomsday Arc. Oh, destroyed yes, first yes, turn. yes. Well, War. the thing is, um, if you're going to take like a... It's even... It was any army. If you're taking yeah. a Doomsday Arc or a any Basilisk or... Yeah. Big something big and, kind yeah, of model. Take yeah. two. Yeah. Because um, one will die, two will mean one will live. Yeah. Hopefully. So, Knock on wood. Generally speaking, it's redundancy. You can't just mm-hmm. take the one big hail mary punch and not have any redundancy. Well, what, do people, what do they say? Like one is none, two is some, and three is enough. I guess I don't know. That's, that's, that's what Noah told points, me. Though, this... Well, maybe not necessarily three doomsday arcs, but like <laughs> three scary three things, anti tank, yeah. three anti infantry, three basilisks. Three... That's true. So, or like my experience, basilisks great oh no the but, idea you know. with basilisks is you take like 20 of them because they're only 100 <laughs> points um but even then i think you can't do that now are they vehicle squadron yeah yes so you okay, take yeah. nine yeah. in you take match nine. play that's true that's also just in match play like if you're playing a big yeah. apop game oh yeah pairs, or a big nine of them game. is a thousand points that's a lot <laughs> then you know. could take a thousand points in infantry and that's the, a lot of infantry well, but, just take 30 man conscript squads but that's more like artillery-wise. You know, you can take a Basilisk and a Wyvern and then like a Death yeah. Strike. And no that's your artillery. Three is enough <laughs> sort of deal. So, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, but well, I'm really excited to play more Dark Eldar. But the Black Legion needs to get painted because I've been told <laughs> I'm going Astronomicon by Jason. So. Oh, you got, why aren't you, so you painting right those. now? Why do we're we... recording. Oh. I told you. Oh, yeah, that's got a multitask, man. I, yeah, but then I'm looking down and I'm not near the mic and it really ends up for a bad podcast. So. <laughs> like I told Mike, he's like, I'm just going to build some skinks. I'm like, no, I don't want things Hear all the flicking, clipping yeah, noises. <laughs> flicking off the mics. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I've listened to enough terrible 40k podcasts with bad sound, including early episodes of this one. So, <laughs> no, it was only cars here, just, just for old times. Yeah, that's why we got fancier mics. <laughs> We're not near Young Street. Windows, anymore. You know. Yeah, we got to open some windows. It's really, it's really hot in here. Yeah. And um, we got to close the, the windows noises. now because um, Young Street is yeah. right there. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, any other highlights of games that you guys have played lately? I've been getting my ass handed to me as my uh, Iron Jaws a lot lately. Not really 40K. <laughs> no, 40K but... games. Oh, 40K games. Jeff, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you play 40K on this podcast. <laughs> Every now and again. Uh, the last game I did was actually against uh, Noah and mm-hmm. his Grot Guardsmen. Yeah. And that was a very interesting one. It was, I think, one of his first games sort of getting back into 40K. So he was trying out lots of new things sort of with his, his guard. You run custodes, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a 2,000-point game, and he ended up bringing three super heavies and a whole hell of Jesus. a lot of conscripts. And I think in total he had like some hundred-odd models, you know, like guard would do. Yeah. Compared to my custodes, which had 23. And <laughs> I expected... As you do. Yep. <laughs> All your bikes had hurricane <clears throat> bolters, and you had like six I had bikes, like half right? and half. Oh. It was six of them, and they were half and half. 
Yeah, I think Hurricane um, Bolt is yours. No, they are right? definitely much, much, much better. But, yeah. Um, they went up in Chapter Approved, though, too, I think. No, they came out after Chapter Approved. No, but the points went up. Hurricane Boulders, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're but, so good. Oh, God. Yeah. They were like three points they or something stupid. They are disgustingly good against conscripts. Yeah. But yeah, I started with ten dudes on the field out of the 23 or oh so. Oh, my God. <laughs> and <laughs> I expected to lose turn one because of that. And somehow the Custodes actually for once held their ground and seemed durable. But I feel like that was probably because it was mainly against guard and what, conscripts. What mission were you playing? Uh, we were doing, I don't know what it was called, but essentially there were four objective markers. Okay. Two in the center of the field, and then one in each of your deployment zones. Okay. So the one in your enemy's deployment zone was worth four points at the end of the game. The one in your deployment zone was worth one. And then the two in the center were worth two. Okay. There's a thing in Sigmar called Border War, which is exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. The so only difference is you don't get to pick where the objectives are. Yeah. There are fixed and, it's a chapter approved mission, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it ended up being a really damn close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was literally the difference of one point at the very end. Holy crap. Yeah. So whoever killed something first won, is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> which damn somehow first turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it came down one. on second turn. It was a squad of the Tauroses that the Elysian dudes can ride in. Oh, uh, he's bringing... Yeah, he brought six of those. Yeah. Or, you sorry, know, not that, eight of those. That actually makes a lot of sense for him to use Elysians. Well, he was running them as Valhallans like with um, a little bit of Steel Legion. Yeah, because the Tauros Venators yeah. are there any Yeah, they're the little buggies, right? Yeah, yeah so he's yeah, running so he his was using his little... Yeah, exactly. As them. Mm-hmm. So I, most of them with multi-lasers and then a few with last cannons. Yeah. So I played Noah as well, but he yeah. was running orcs or grots with mm-hmm. grot tanks and like all that stuff, and those grot tanks are so bad. Like the <laughs> yeah, and, but, that's what I've heard. So in Forge World's defense, their grot tank models are much smaller than Noah's conversions, so it kind of makes sense they're a little weaker than they should be. But yeah, but the Venators, I feel like, is the, a nice middle ground. Mm-hmm. Like they've only got six, four or six wounds or something, okay. and T six. Yeah. So. It's the whole Forge World woes where they either make something completely overpowered or, or the complete completely outside. garbage. Yeah. yeah, and they need to find that nice middle ground. And then, then takes so long for Forge World to update anything; it makes <laughs> GW look fast. Yeah, well, GW has been fast yeah. lately, but yeah, it's just they, it's hard for the. I think um, Forge World's still in charge of Forge World's rules. Oh yeah, they're yeah. very much doing their own. Yeah. 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 But, like, that game against Noah, my game against him, ended on, like, halfway through turn three. Because it's like, do you want to go play Magic Gathering instead? <laughs> yeah, no, this one went the full five turns and yeah. came down right to the wire. Yeah. But returning conscript squads kind of suck. <laughs> Kill 30 of them. Next turn, 2 CP later. Oh, yeah, you got to deal with that? another 30 of them. Can you do that more than once? I believe you can. Interesting. I don't run Valhallen, so I'm not too sure. Oh, I'm just wondering, because there's this similar one in the Chaos Codex with Cultists and that, in the okay. big FAQ, that got changed to once well, per game. Well, Maybe. that's because people were doing these, the uh, what's called um, Poxwalker Garden. Oh, God. Have you heard about that? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a quick scared. rundown. Essentially, oh, my God. something dies... And it creates a pox walker. Oh, that one. Yes. 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 So what they do is they take like horrors and those guys and you just keep on building so many pox walkers that you will literally cover the entire board because it can be placed two inches apart. 
Yeah. So you have almost just under three inches because yeah. of the base apart, and you can tie up the entire yeah, board. What I'm talking about a specific Chaos Space Marine stratagem that brings cultist units. Tide of Traitors or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, because you're using Tide of Traitors all the time. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> the cultists die and more Pogs walk. I see. Yeah, okay. it, it was that, and I think Horrors was the other thing. And it's like, you can't shoot the Pogs walkers because of the Death Guard stratagem. Yeah. Never mind. What? <laughs> I was seeing if I had the digital oh. codex on me to check oh. that, but I don't. That's all good. Anyways, I think that's a good time for a break. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are wrapping up our coverage of the Invicta campaign, which uh, admittedly wrapped up a few months ago at this point. But. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I don't want to say we all lost interest, but I think we lost interest. Well, wrapped up at a good time, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it obviously... Like a perfect we, amount of... Obviously, it's, you've lost interest at this point, because it's over. <laughs> it was like, what, but the, the, the la- long weekend? Yeah, the last uh, phase, almost no one played. Yeah, yeah I think so. what it was is there was a lot of... Just life going on. Well, no, people didn't want to play against the same people every every freaking week. Yeah. yeah. the same thing. So. I was busy with work, just jumping around and yeah. just couldn't fit yeah. in games. Which I think it's... Two-week phases usually seems to work, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, our playgroup, everyone's like super down to get some games in. Yeah. So I think next campaign, if I do phases, just one week. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, just three, two-week phases. I, I think yeah. uh, we have to do a little bit more with the teams. I don't know if I've run teams next time. Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. Or more, t- like, more I feel factions. like individual might work really well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. this time around, it was just you... Matt and Jordan for Chaos, and then there was me, Jeff, me. and Leonard. Leonard, and Chris, but in reality, I think it was yeah. just Chris and me playing. Well, Zach Ontario. was playing <laughs> Chaos as well. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Zach, and Zach. And Devin, uh, who's, you know, Chaos. No, no longer allowed in narrative campaigns after the incident. <laughs> um, the incident. Devin made a lot of people very angry at Adepticon. It's been talked about on many other podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> Can you Not explain? Like, is there something about... I heard something about, I don't know, Warhound on Sky uh, Shield with Void Shield. Drunken Dreadnoughts covered in detail. <laughs> Check out their podcast and a great local Toronto podcast. That's all we're going to say about it. Uh, yeah, so that was the last campaign. For As a recap, it was the planet Invicta being invaded by chaos just after the Cicatrix Maledictum erupts across the galaxy. So Invicta is one of the gate worlds to the Pilgrim Sector, where all the other campaigns that I've been a part of have been in. So earlier we talked about Return of Colorax. Colorax is on the Pilgrim Sector map. Uh, Credo, which is a campaign Noah ran, is on there. A bunch of campaigns around Windsor are also Credo on that was map. Fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. About that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the escalation campaign. Yeah, that was that fully worked painted. really well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Before we'll talk about the apocalypse finale, but before that, any other thoughts about the campaign other than I thought it was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and it was nice mixing in the uh, little lore blurbs, sort of that most people took part yeah. in uh, after each uh, sort of week or two. Yeah. I like, added a great flavor. I like the whole, you can play however you want, mm-hmm. you disagree, and then you just use these, like, you can use this miss- mission, but the only real thing that stuck is you get access to these stratagems because of your factions, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. And the fact that there was the, um, 
the emphasis on doing a certain mission. Yeah. You weren't locked into doing that. Yeah. Like, you could play an Eternal War mission. Yeah. It's just not going to be worth as many, as many points. points. Yeah. If you do Planet Strike in Phase 1, perfect. You get extra points. <laughs> and then each, vic- each side, every time they won a phase, they unlocked a stratagem mm-hmm. for the rest of the phase. Which worked out really well. I've done campaigns where they just get a special rule and everyone forgets it. No, yeah. I think the stratagems works well, especially with, you know, 8th edition right now. Yeah. Because every army has them. So giving a little bit more access to some more unique little ones. Yeah. The character upgrading, too, was cool. Like, there was more than one Primaris captain running around, so freaking Relic Blade. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah, definitely things I want to incorporate in the future. Especially the command points, because you, mm-hmm. you get to use your campaign stratagem. Yeah. Well, you spent those points on something else, no, so you exactly. don't feel bad. Yeah. And but it gives you more options. Exactly. And that's always a good thing in my mind. Yeah. Like the deep striking one is something that is super helpful, because mm-hmm. not every army has access to that, so giving them that or an extra one is really yeah. good. Yeah. So. And it's not like it's you're really going like really hard lists against each other because it's a narrative campaign. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It, Everyone good. knows one another, and you know, mm-hmm. you'll call each other out on on bullshit if it Did happens. Did Imperium win any of the? <laughs> yeah, they won one phase. And the phase ending. three. Was that the final phase? Or no, phase many? four was the final. That's where I yeah. think there were two games, and I was both played both of them. So <laughs> I don't think I won a single game. Like, leading up to the finale. Yeah, I won a few here and there. It was rough. Yeah. I was at the beginning of the Custodes, so it was a lot of throwing them at the enemy and being like, oh, that does not work. (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) How many Donnie Eagles did you have? I only have six. So, you know, not as much as I probably should have. It is Codex Donnie Eagle. It is. I mean, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's a narrative campaign. It shouldn't be. <laughs> well, I like the Terminators. I don't know. I just paint them all to be like super white scars or something. <laughs> the, also, like, there's Death Guard is a really strong codex right now. Oh yeah. my god! Two Death Guard players is yeah super Those were super tough. good. Blow drone P- PTSD. <laughs> all the terror nightmares coming back. Yeah. Well, the problem is you can't kill the things, and then you can't <laughs> kill the artillery because they're even tougher. So we uh, we did a fun mission uh, here for the apocalypse. It was uh, something I've dreamed of doing. Where two tables, the main eight by six apocalypse table, and then a side table where the regular six by four that is shelling the main table. Mm-hmm. And uh, would, and that would was out of sequence. So there was yes. uh, Jeff. You brought your basilisks over for Jason. Yeah, yeah. And Just had he, those lying around. Yeah, as. As you do. Yep, exactly. Get up in the middle of the night, step on a basilisk. Oh, it's almost worse than Lego. Yeah, with the kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he had like a fort, we'd set him up a fortress, and uh, Jordan was trying to silence the artillery, and they were playing at their own pace, so they were moving faster than the main game. So the shelling would happen like out of sequence. Which so. was a really cool mechanic, because, yeah. you know, being on the main board, we never had any idea when it was coming. Yeah, it was just... But like, then it'd be like, oh, sweet, it's our turn right now. Can you just like try to kill that thing real quick? Yeah. You know, it's giving us issues, and that's where we were going to be shooting. I think it would be fun maybe next time doing something like that is to bring back guess range and oh, scatter yes. dice. Oh my God. <laughs> I think really... scatter dice more so than guess range. Okay, I'd like both. <laughs> you know what? You know what was needed? I think that's <laughs> like ten feet. Where was the vortex? Where yeah. was our doom vortex? This, this is the first apocalypse without the... the doom vortex. It's true. Was it in the last one, like the Christmas one, winter? 
I think it was. I think it was. It's a, it's I think our, Jason... No, not Jason, because he was running Tau. Yeah, no, we one. didn't... Why didn't we do the Doom Vortex? That was the best part of that one we did at your folks' place. Yeah, well... Because it converged and became a super Because that was 7th edition. That had templates. a nice singularity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so, it no longer existed. Holy crap, that was a long and fun game. Yeah. <laughs> Back when we thought we bringing infantry it, was the way to go. <laughs> we finished that game, though. That we went to, like, did. turn 7. That, yeah, was, uh, yeah. that was one doozy of a game. Yeah. Two knights clash into each other, explode up a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a totally different <laughs> game, oh. totally different edition. Good uh, old <laughs> I think we covered it on previous episodes. This yeah. one was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that was a little annoying, because we were all getting tired near the end of the day, and then all of a sudden reinforcements showed up. It's just like, oh. No, it's like... Yeah, because Jason and Jordan the, brought in, like, two yeah, big armies. Especially mm-hmm. with the objective, like, um, on the Imperium side, we knew we cleared enough, we just had to push for the thing yeah. now, and then all of a sudden an entire army shows up right in front of us. It's like, well, we it's going to take us a turn to, to move around to shoot this yeah. again, and yeah. then it's like, we're out of turns at this point. Though, admittedly, we did clean it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what turns out, when you kill the other guy's super heavies first... And you can't do anything about your volcano cannons? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Life is good. Did we have any volcano cannons? I think though? we had one Shadow Sword or two. Yeah, I think Leonard brought one or two. Leonard yeah. brought one, but it got turned one by Matt's Falchion, oh. which just overkilled it. Like, took a zillion pieces. And then we killed the Falchion. Yeah. And, and Mastodon. Uh, and I think there was, and like... And all the other super And Mortarian. Yeah. <laughs> I think the issue was that we had a lot more super heavies. Yeah. So it was just a little lopsided there. Oh, this wasn't the one where um, Donald Trump killed Mortarian. That was the last one, right? Uh, yeah, that might have been the one I missed. Being <laughs> ill. <laughs> yes. We won't talk about ill. that other incident. Um, so yeah, the uh, mission was the chaos side was trying to create a... Or trying to do a ritual to summon in more demons and like take out the planet. And... Uh, so the objective was whoever held the ritual site at the end of the game won. And there was a mechanic that nobody knew else knew about, but as soon as there were 77 deaths on the main board, that, sum- that triggered the ritual and summoned three uh, great unclean ones. <laughs> Which happened so, very quickly into that game. <laughs> yeah, that was like top bottom of two or something. Yeah. Like Top of two, bottom of two. We're all like, wait, sorry, what's happening now? <laughs> and now there's... These, oh, there's uh, even more things to do. I think with. I did it at the top of the... Battle round, and then they so, all yeah. popped. <laughs> yeah, they didn't last very long. <laughs> we had a lot of las cannons. Yeah, that, I mean, oh, I, yeah. the balance. It, I tried. That's to, what it was. Leonard brought the uh, the truck the sh- full of las cannons. I had the predators. I had all the contemptors. Yeah. Well, it was the the Bane Blade chassis that has the mega bolter on it. Yeah, can take dudes. Stormlord. Yeah. Yes, because he just loaded that up with las cannons. Oh god! And it was just like pew pew pew. All the laser truck. Yeah. I feel like that game was just a blur to me because I was running around trying to make sure everything was okay. It was a really fun one, though. Deep striking Abaddon and having him fail I, all his yeah. charges. I got denied my rematch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a sick game. It was. It was I was very worried about the balancing factor because mm. you guys had more points, but we had like summoning stuff happening yeah. and shit. So it ended up being, it, it ended up working out. Yeah. It ended up being a draw, I think. Yeah, I think we came to consensus. We were so just close. Yeah, it was so, so close. Yeah. All right, guys. It was getting to the end. Of pull the off the plan. We're just gonna exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exterminate has been ordered. 
Yeah. Which kind of is interesting for the fluff of the sector because, <laughs> what you know, chaos now? hasn't been stopped, but they, their force has been blunted. So chaos, that gate world, that fortress mm-hmm. is gone, but the chaos invasion has been, uh, like, kind of shuttered, so... Yeah, especially because the despoiler had to, like, evac off a planet before it gets yeah. blown up. So now I think for the next campaign it might be more like little raiding parties coming in all over the sector because okay. the defenses are in disarray, but mm-hmm. Chaos isn't, like, necessarily the main villain. So might do a planet, like a map campaign. That's what cool. I really want yeah. to do. We'll have, have everybody fighting over it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, though, because other people have said, like, I know Jason said he wants to run a campaign at some point, so I don't want to... You know, step on people's toes and have, like, a monopoly on running campaigns in our gaming group. But it's definitely something I want to do in the future. That'd be a neat one. Well, even and then it would like, be uh, probably a good way to let everybody sort of just run their own armies. Yeah. It doesn't even have to then be a team sort of central. Or point. even doing, like, like just doing, you know, Astartes, yeah. Imperial PDF. No, exactly. Um, Whatever you feel like playing is just its own Yeah, Eldari, Chaos. Yeah. One thing that would just be nice. Just do, like, teams of two or three people. Mm-hmm. One thing that would be nice is because, like, it's the one pilgrim sector, mm-hmm. you have, like, this happened. So maybe because you've done so many campaigns, start having things that happened in other campaigns start affecting these yeah. campaigns. Like, I know you did the command point thing. So, like, you had the command points there in this one where each phase, whatever faction won, got different command points. Like, new stratagems. Oh, so, so have it, like... Yeah, say maybe there's some leftover stuff. X. So, like, if you are chaos from this one, you get this stratagem still. That's you know, a good like idea. Or little yeah. things like that, or, like, you know, like, throwbacks yeah. of it. So it yeah. feels like it's a cohesive sector. Like, Space Wolves have Colorax right now. So if anyone's playing Space Wolves, they yeah. get a bonus for having, like, a that planet. Yeah, so. and I think my Sharks and Space Wolves are kind of friends. Team Fish Dog for life. <laughs> Trying to get in on those bonuses, eh? <laughs> Team Fish Dog for life. I'm getting that codex, and I'll just have Thunder Shark Calvary. I think Indonet got some sharks for that. I really want to see you do Thunder Shark Calvary, just for the record. You don't do that. Man. I have to do at least one Thunder Shark Calvary just yeah. as a joke. You should do like no, a chapter. A joke. It would look amazing. You should I do like, like your chapter master on Thunder Shark. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We'll wait till the Space Wolf Codex comes out. You converted a bunch of Space Wolf proxies for your Karsharadons, right? I generally, I use, I do counts as. Yeah. Um, I've been working on Wolfen a little bit, and what I was doing is uh, Primaris Gene Seed was just so messed up. Because their Gene Seed's degraded, right? Because they're living out in the boonies of space. And uh, the story for my company is they kind of pushed in more against orders kind of thing, and have been stuck in the Pilgrim sector, and Mm. they're recruiting more than they should be okay and so, their gene seeds degrading because they don't care because they're, they're not supposed to be there anyway so the idea yeah. is they're just going to crusade and die because mm-hmm. but they didn't die in the indominus crusade so now they're just like um what do we do whoops we got primaris <laughs> marines now and their gene seeds unstable so so what would a carcaridon wolfen look like like so, a street shark or something so, Pretty much. So, <laughs> essentially, they're pretty jawsome. And <laughs> Did you say jawsome? They're jawsome. They're street sharks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, what it is, I got the wolfen arms. Um, I actually bought a box of wolfen. Convert oh. counts as wolfen. It was the uh. most annoying conversion I had done. <laughs> but I turns out, I'm like, uh, someone else was starting a wolfen arm. I'm like, yo, you want these wolfen? Yeah. Like, I just want the arms. I want some arms. He's like... Yeah, sure, I'll take that. It's like, here, we'll do this. Give you all my old sprues. I'm like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Now I got it. Parts galore. Oh, yeah. 
So the idea is um, I put like wolf in arms on them. I scratch up their mm-hmm. armor. So their on armor, Primaris guys. On Primaris right? Springs. Yeah. And so they have all the plugs in them. And where oh. the fur is, I file it down. And it turns out it actually shapes a little bit like their elbow has a fin. Okay. Oh, yeah. When you file it down. So it looks like they're, they're getting weird gross and stuff on their body. And then they're all going to either have – they're probably all going to have helmets on. But mm-hmm. I might actually use reaver bodies and have them like – Running in with giant chain axes and stuff okay. like that. Cool. Yeah. So the ideas are just like batshit insane. Yeah. They're just kind of like, all right, go. I mean, the <laughs> it's obviously index rules right now, but they're great frost axes for the space wolves oh, or where it's shit. at. Are they? They're yeah. yeah, easily the best, which is cool because my thirty k space wolf wolf in type. I forget what they're calling thirty k, <laughs> but they have wolf in, but they all have power axes. Ooh. But if I'm running them in forty k. You can now use Wolfen yeah. with those great frost axes. So nice interchangeability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I've I've been kind of doing whatever Codex fits Carcara yeah. better because they don't have rules. <laughs> so as long as Firezerfter Sisterax doesn't give me rules, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't but, think it will be. Yeah, I think it's, it's just red, red scorpions. scorpions. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think some Tau stuff actually. Yeah, it's red scorpions, Tau, and Admech. That's you never cool. know; they might throw in like here's. Probably. Well, there were rumors that they're going to be doing another Imperial Armor book, I think it was. Yeah. uh, Before Saraxxus yet again. We are going to get a Karkaradon's trilogy, because the guy, Robbie McNiven, or whatever, showed the book. He's like, oh, look, there's two books. Wouldn't it be great if there was a third? If it's like, yes, (laughs) the second book was ridiculous. I loved it. Do you give me more? Well, it would be cool if they, for like Forge World stuff like that, they released Chapter Tactics, a Stratagem, Mm -hmm. and a Relic. And just yeah. did that for like... Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping they do. Yeah. And I think that's what they said their plan is. But it's, you cool. know, what they're pacing. It's probably going to be a million years and two new editions before they get around to yeah. that. Well, but I think they should start doing more of the beta rules that they were doing for yeah. the Stokes. Yeah. Like they should do that with all the Mechanicum that's, 30k stuff. I am knocking on all of the wood for yeah. that. <laughs> I just want transports. Anyways, we're we're low off topic, so uh, <laughs> let's bring it, back. bring it back. Invicta has fallen, but the chaos has been stopped. Yes. Start bringing in rules from other campaigns and bonuses. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. The other thing that I really liked about at least the final game, um, mm-hmm. well, despite the sides being sort of a little skewed in terms of super heavies, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what everybody was bringing super heavy-wise beforehand was a really good little tactic. So that, you know, yeah. it wasn't quite as overwhelming as it could have been. Yeah. Because I think... as soon as, like, I saw that, you know, the other side was bringing about the same number that we were, I was like, all right, I'm not going to bring my knights or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because if one thing about Apocalypse is whoever has more super heavies... Yeah, it tends to wins. just win. Um, even if, you're, if you don't have super heavies and you are playing Apocalypse, just bring tanks. Mm-hmm. Don't... Don't bring infantry. Don't bring um, mass infantry, at least. Yeah. <laughs> if you do bring infantry, bring elite infantry. Hellblasters are somewhat okay because they kind of function like a tank just with mm-hmm. a lot of shots. Yeah, all the plasma. And um, you, Well, they're very expensive. It's like yeah, an it's elite Yeah, it's 330 points for 10 yeah. guys. So. I mean, I think Green Tide is fun and she should do, but that that's one unit. and Two-day apocalypse for that. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen orc players oh, yeah. who handle cool. it well. So. Yeah. I think we have enough guard and imperial players. Yeah. As soon as Armageddon campaign sort of starts up, uh, that'd be cool if we get more orc players in our group. Well, um, if you want to do an Armageddon campaign, I know some people you can talk to who probably really want to do an Armageddon <laughs> campaign because I've mentioned it a few times. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Note yourself. <laughs> One thing I just want to highlight as well is the way everyone's coming in with uh, uh, like flavor and storytelling. And that, like, in addition to garnering mm-hmm. points, I think that really yeah. helped the narrative. Oh, for sure. And, like... It allowed everyone to sort of have a little bit of a say, but not in, like, an actual affecting the well, game I think it kind did. of way. I think it did. Like, it, I, like it's definitely affecting how mm-hmm. the sector is being shaped in, like, the coming campaigns and mm-hmm. how the final was sorted out. But, like... That's fair. I was more meaning in terms of, like, the actual gameplay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't affecting the tabletop. It was more just, you know, complementing all that in a really great way. Yeah, and, I mean, building campaign where the story keeps going throughout is really difficult without planning it all ahead. Mm-hmm. And then that ends up being a lot of work and stuff, but it's it's nice when the players are taking yeah. ownership of, like, this is my character, he, this is what they're doing. Exactly. And then that really fleshes it out in a way that you can't do without. So, so yeah, it, it's nice, because... A lot of people, like, I know, for example, Sousa Lost is, um, uh, what's it called, um, a librarian. So he stopped mm. using the librarian yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that are nice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it gives you that feeling of, like, they're... It's actually continuing on. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, Zach's Mikhail, Emperor's Children, Lord, was, like, this constant figure in, like, his fluff and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually I'm going to compile all of them and, like, release it. <laughs> So, Ooh. at some point. Nice little compendium. Yeah, just as, like, I don't know if I'll print it off, but, like, I'll release, like, PDF files and, like, fancy, nice looking stuff. Print this little Google Doc and do, like, the story of the pilgrims. Yeah, I think I, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do that at some point. It'd be cool. Anyways, uh, I think we'll just wrap up this segment and take a quick break. All right, we're back. This is our briefing segment where we talk about a uh, narrative mission in depth. And tonight we are talking about Meat Grinder. So for all of you at home with your rule book, this is on page 196 if you'd like to follow along. This is uh, one of the narrative missions. Uh, I don't believe you've played this one, Mike, but no. Jeff and I have been yeah. a while Nice back. little while ago. Yeah, and I got a refresher with Noah just last week, which was a lot of fun. So basically, Meat Grinder, it's actually been around since 3rd edition, maybe even before that, but that's how far back my <laughs> rule books go. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah, so the premise is the attacker has unlimited waves of units, and the defender just has to hold out. If the defend- Victory conditions, very simple. If the defender has one or more models still on the table, they win. If they don't, <laughs> the attacker wins. So no secondary objectives, just Simple, annihilate. Sweet to the point. Yeah, so it's very forty um, k too. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, when you set up, it uses the concealed deployment special rules. So the defender is putting down a numbered marker for each unit, and uh, yeah, you do that. Then the attacker sets up so they can see roughly where the armies are, and there's little ways to like see around that or like surprise people. I might have actually played this one. I think I played something very similar to this with Zimmer. Oh, okay, yeah. So then uh, after the attacker sets up, the defender replaces all their markers with their units, and then you do your bombardment and then start the game. So interestingly, first turn is 50-50. On a 4+, I think it's the attacker, and 1-3, to it's the defender, or vice versa. Yeah, no, it's 1-3 to for the attacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, but same difference. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. 
and it's random game length, which is very frightening, because it like <laughs> it's kind of change the tide. Yeah, it's almost like the game kind of comes down to that one roll. Yeah. I guess a lot of random I game hate lengths do. Game length. Yeah, yeah. you you know I hate random game yeah. lengths more than once have I been burned <laughs> in our games. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, some of the special rules. So just quickly, preliminary bombardment happens at the start of the first battle round, but before the first turn. So after all setup's done, after you know who's going first, etc., etc., the attacker rolls a die for each enemy unit that's on the table, and on a six, they take d6 mortal wounds. Infantry can go to ground, kind of like previous editions, in which case they only take d3 mortal wounds, but then can't take any actions on their first turn. So it's only on a six, but d6 mortal wounds is... It's terrifying. Yeah, and characters can be hit. There's no no special things for characters, so that can easily kill your warlord before the game even starts. Um, Also has sustained assault. So how this works is at the start of the attacker's turn, every time they, for every unit that has been destroyed, it can be redeployed on the board on a four-up, or if it's a troop, it's two-plus. That's deployed within six inches of their board edge, nine inches away from an enemy unit. I think that's specified in each mission, but that's, I believe, how it works. For yeah, it's yeah, just the general they, walk, they walk yeah. in from the board edge. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. And then there's different stratagems that, like, screw around with all that nonsense. So, this, um, both times I've played this, it's been extremely fun. If harrowing <laughs> yeah. as a defender. <laughs> it is kind of terrifying being on the defending side. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about some stratagems? Sure. So I don't yeah. think we're going to go through all of them, but uh, Mike, how about you start us off? Uh, so one that's really cool is the outflanking reinforcements. So it costs you two CP, but when you get your reinforcements, instead of them coming in from your board edge, which if you actually look at the deployment, you'll see like you only have a 12-inch deployment, Yeah. and your opponent has like a 24-inch. So you're coming in there, and he's going to be all the way at the other side of the board. So mm-hmm. what it lets you do is actually let's come in from any board edge, as long as uh, I guess you're... Actually, it just says within six inches of board edge. So, don't say not nine inches away, but I'm guessing it means nine inches away. I would still assume it would oh. be. Oh. Rules is written. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rules is written not nine inches. It, it has to be, uh, it can't be the defender's board edge, though. So, you flank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you can still but get yeah, it's you can half get. of their table side. Oh, yeah. From the sides. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can go in there and... Yeah. Just coming from the side, and yeah, exactly. measuring from the back. Oh yeah, you just measure from the back yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah. So like that's a really good one because um, your close combat troops, uh, little sneaky troops that mm-hmm. normally oh you gotta get them all the way across again. Yeah, you can have them helps in the... get them there a little bit faster. And as I was mentioning before we started recording, Noah brought in. He was using his uh, Grotzman, Imperial Grotzman army. He re- brought in his Cyclops demolition vehicles <laughs> using that stratagem. Or you were using Black Legion? Yeah, I was running Black Legion. The most disciplined chaos forces they can't realize that there's just some minecarts sitting know, off and the I, side I, full of bombs. I built my, a lot of other things, you know, going on. I built my castle in the corner, too. So, I mean, there wasn't much left at that point in the game, but... Just imagine a RC car drives under his tanks. noise? Yeah. Is it, like, Noah's... Cyclops vehicles are like mine carts full of bombs, yeah. too, so they look awesome. Um, just gotta throw a few potholes on the ground and yeah. stop them dead cold. No, they just shoot, the, look at the potholes, shoot all the explosives. <laughs> Pull the Lord of the Rings, just 
target them right down. We, we actually did nine inches away because I guess we didn't read it. So <laughs> that was good. Everything else is nine inches. So. Yeah, you would assume so. Um, yeah, Jeff, do you want to hit us with the next one? All right. Uh, so the one that I was going to bring up is sustained bombardment. And pretty much this works with the preliminary bombardment that happens at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And right before you uh, roll off for one of the units that you're going to be targeting, you spend a single command point, and instead of rolling one dice, you roll three. So it gives you pretty much almost a 50-50 chance of actually hitting a unit then. Yeah, it triples your chances. Yeah. Yeah. And really, at least having been on the receiving end of preliminary bombardment numerous times across a couple of different game modes, it is a really easy way to lose a key unit here and there, or to have a really good thing that you need to have survive to keep you in the game to get really weakened off the bat. In the game that Ian and I played, uh, whenever it was, ages ago, I was using my Death Corp, and he ended up pretty much one-shotting one of my thud guns just straight out at the beginning of the game. And yeah, using that strategy. Yeah. yeah. And really, like, it, it can really hamper uh, the defending army in a really good yeah. way if used correctly. One thing I like about it, Oh, and I'm really thinking about it. So the new change to um, command points with battalions and stuff. And this is narrative, so you can use this multiple times. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, exactly. And All you of them. can just... So it's like, oh, you have a tank two over here. And have like yep. a million points and just... Yeah. If you know something's scary and you're like, yeah. I want that thing dead yeah. real good. Well, Noah was using them on my Havocs mm-hmm. and on my characters. I think he did yeah. it. So that was, that yeah. was harsh. Yeah. And I've seen similar stratagems used, I think it was in Planet Strike. I think there's where one similar. Where they've yeah. nuked out my, uh, the Castellan robots, as well as Dunecrawlers using yeah. that. And, you know, if you lose a key unit at the start of any game, you know. Well, even if it's, even if it doesn't kill the unit, no, if yeah. it knocks it down a uh, peg, like a vehicle yeah. or something, that's pretty... Or knocks off half the wounds, you know, exactly, it's suddenly yeah. a lot less scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the one I'm talking about, those two were both attacker stratagems. This one's a defender. So decoys, one CP. Use this stratagem immediately before placing your setup markers. You can place two extra setup markers as decoys. When a decoy is revealed, simply remove the marker. So this was pretty handy. I used this against Noah, and I set up both of mine on the far left away from where my (laughs) castle was, and kind of made it look like, like one in the center of a bastion and then one just behind it. So it kind of looked like a unit with a supporting character. Yeah. And, you know, he took the bait and deployed, like, <laughs> a bunch of stuff on that side. Some of it was long range, so it didn't matter. But some of it had to hoof it the whole way. So it was pretty handy. Yeah. I think that stratagem can work really well uh, for certain armies. Yeah. Like, if you, if you have a lot of stuff that could be really scary if used mm-hmm. correctly, such yeah. as any sort of really, like, dedicated close combat unit. Yeah. Or some sort of artillery unit that can hit, you know, from the far back line. Yeah. And it can really change up how the attacker sets up. Well, also, I had uh, my cultist right out front, but he thought it was the Mauler Fiend. <laughs> and then kind of, like, if you have a bunch of those, you just put, like, if you put a bunch of markers yeah. out front, that can be really frightening, and maybe he deploys further back. Right? No, exactly. So. Or, you know, deploys really offensively or defensively, alternatively. Yeah the actual question about this sure. campaign this uh, mission have you guys only tried it with like 2000 points i don't I think know. ours was 25 i think so i wonder how this would be like with a thousand points 
A thousand? Oh. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Because you think nice about little it, like, holdout. Well, yeah, no, because it'll feel like a last stand, and it'll feel like a lot like they're having mm-hmm. way more guys. Because you think, say, a guy gets a 200-point unit back in 2,000 points, that's 10% of their army, whatever. Yeah. You get 200-point unit back and 1,000 points, that's 20% of his army just came back. You really get the idea that you're being yeah. like... They're throwing everything at you, and you're really trying to hold out. Well, it also, might be interesting. Yeah. In the mission, it also says if one player has more power level than the opponent, they are automatically the attacker. It's mm-hmm. so like, in our game, Noah had 100 to 150 more points than I did. <laughs> Just because I said, like, oh, bring 110 power level. He's like, well, I'm bringing 2K. I'm like, okay, that works. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Battle Scribe tells me mine's, like, 1850, so. <laughs> We're going with that. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, it would be an interesting thing to try out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would make it a lot more difficult for the defender at the lower points. There would also be a lot less uh, strategy. So in well, yeah. command points, and with the change that you get, you start with more, it would make things like mm-hmm. foxholes and traps and stuff like yeah. that a lot more very useful. appealing. Yeah. 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 The, I think you'd have to do it on a 4x4, four four, though. 6x4 would be way too big. Oh, yeah, no, you're supposed to do the points on 4x4. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. they did that in the big FAQ. Yeah. yeah. Thousand points on 4x4, four four, it's actually, like, it's I played like thousand points. Well, no, not quite. So, I, I, it's different game system, but yeah. very similar. Yeah. I played thousand points in Sigmar for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I found that was really good because you could take one big thing you like, and then you kind of, like, stuck with your, <laughs> with everything with else, everything you else. Ha- your tax, right? Yeah. So, you get, that, you get enough for one big thing. But it feels really, really dynamic. Everything feels very, like, you need it. Yeah. And it's quick. And it's really quick. Yeah, you could take, like, a battalion and then one or two cool things. Yeah. And that's your Mm -hmm. thousand points. Yeah, you have, like, your your stock battalion and then whatever, right? Battalion, one unit of Terminators, and Mm -hmm. a Dreadnought or something. Yeah. If, like, you know, two scouts, tax squad... Captain, librarian, Terminator. Unless you're guard, then you take, like, yeah. two battalions. Two brigades. And then, Easy. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Two. <laughs> three. What are you talking about? Yeah, like 150 conscripts there. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Seems right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, it'd be interesting, because they, they updated all the Planet Strike missions in uh, um, Chapter Proof, so they start doing some of these other ones. Like, I'd like to see Meat Grinder filled out with more stratagems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's going to happen just over time. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, definitely a mission I'd like to play again. Maybe throw it into a cam- in the mix for a campaign. Cause it's... I think it would be a great campaign game. Yeah. Because you either do it at the beginning of a campaign or right near the end. Yeah. You know, it's either the enemy probing the lines trying to get a foothold somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the defenders being like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, we got to save this planet. It's interesting, too, because as the defender... Uh, first turn, I took out one of Noah's Grot tank units, so the Venator mm-hmm. multi-laser last cannon buggy things, and they came back next turn, and I'm like, okay, can't yeah. kill <laughs> units outright, gotta uh, leave one or two guys. Yeah, it's a very different sort of way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. It's a hard one to sort of just jump into. Yeah, you need a, that was a lesson I learned very yeah. quickly, but after that, I'm like, okay, that Venator unit is down to one tank. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That command squad, only one guy with the flavor now. <laughs> that conscript squad, they got five guys left. That's fine. And just Unless like, you're Valhalla, where they can shoot into combat. Yeah. At, no, <laughs> well, Noah was trying to do that to kill yeah. off his own units so he yeah. could bring them back. He did that against me in yeah. our Custodes game recently. He didn't do it with flamers in my game. I th- yeah. I, I don't still know think flamers should hit your own dudes, but 
Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. In the Dark Elder comics, yeah. they have a similar one. And you, on a four plus, they hit the right guy. On a three, uh, one to three, they it don't. really should be that way. Yeah, but I think he you know, he was saying he'd prefer that so he can kill no, off exactly, his troops yeah. when he needs to. When you're down to those last couple dudes, yeah, and then send him the next them away. Wave. Yeah. yeah, this would be awesome for a pseudo apocalypse. Oh God. Yeah, like 2,500, 3,000. <laughs> um, that's either orcs or one, yeah. Tyranids would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even infantry oh, Necrons. News, that'd be terrifying. Even just like mass infantry Necrons yeah. would be cool. Just All the those, guard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But against like a Valhallen army or something. Like that would be really cool. Well, against like Rods, right? That's yeah. what, like yeah, well, endless no, waves of that, orcs. That's exactly. actually a good idea. Maybe we should find someone else who plays like orcs or something like that yeah. and do orcs. Ganoas, Valhallen, Grots, yeah, and then oh, Imperium or something. Imperium or Chaos. <laughs> yeah, on the some other side. yeah, somebody else. <laughs> yeah, one, one of those. Yeah. One of those dudes who don't matter. You have nids. <laughs> I do have nids, yeah. but I mean, like, just like the idea of like, I like the idea. I don't like nids are weird. Sue's nids ally with anything but nids. It's Jordan, like, you yeah, and Jordan, Jordan also has a large number of them. Maybe. And if you don't want to play nids. Yeah, just I'll throw play somebody nids. else. You can play the. Nids. I love nids. Right? That's, <laughs> you I, can play with the cockroach nids that make Zimmer gag when you can do pretty much a Starship Troopers the game. Ooh. Yeah, I was actually gonna run a campaign with that with a few people, but that never went off before <laughs> because it was, turns out I was the only one who actually kept my nids Ooh. because there's a specific someone we know who will buy an army, start working on it, sell the army, buy that army again, sell that army again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to name names, but... Well, also, like, I mean, the Invicta campaign started about six months late, so, like, there's often issues with getting oh, yeah. off the ground, so... It's hard to find the right time that, you know, everybody can suddenly, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I wanna, in on it. It's, it's also a financial obligation for a lot of people. It's like, yeah. oh, we need this. If you don't have the army already, then it's, yeah, yeah you have to buy yeah. it, pretty much. It's great when they have, like, two people with, like, a collection. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know exactly. Ian and I are doing a thing with uh, his... Um, uh, Storm Stormguard Storm versus my Carcharodons. And it's great because yeah. we both have a, a collection, number. so we can say, let's do a tank battle. Okay, yeah. we can do yeah. it. Let's Thanksgiving. Do... <laughs> yeah, we did Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. The action mission was similar to this, but the it blitz, was. The um, Blitz, yeah, it was very similar. But it was more of um, you get points for being on the other side of the board, right? Yeah, yeah I played that with Zimmer, and uh, I had drop troops, and it's not fair. <laughs> no, I don't think so. you should. No, well, you in one of the nothing was deep strike in that mission, or just God. you can't deep strike in the de- that deployment zone. Yeah, it has to be outside. True. That's what I did for one of the campaign missions, I think. Yeah, I think there was. I a think perimer- there was like a breakthrough, and it's like you can't. And yeah, yeah, strike. it was the planet strike. Yeah, okay, yeah, something like where that. you had to be. I think it was like six inches away yeah. or something, which was. Damn scary. No, I no, I think it was like a change I'd made, like a house ruled emission. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a fun. I actually, I had a lot of fun in that game I played for that one. Plan Strike was the Plan Strike. Uh, And I was playing against Devin too, so I actually had a lot of fun with it too. Oh, I was against Devin as well, and his AP minus two thousand sons just tore through my admech. Yeah. It was a very yeah, infantry heavy list, so it was a really like solid know, army. He brought, I know you said m- minus two space thousand suns, but I heard minus two thousand AP. No, no, it is suns. minus two thousand AP. <laughs> it pretty much isn't. Yeah, that yeah point. I mean they like, were just you know, oh, you don't get an armor save here yeah. or there. Yeah, you just. It's like okay, <laughs> fine. The, oh, Even the, sisters of silence and a Cluxus couldn't do stuff. The worst is like, Ooh. all right, I'm going to shoot you. All right, how much damage is it? One. Oh, I get two up save. It's like, <laughs> fuck. God damn oh, it. I'll just shoot this plasma gun. I got invulnerable. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I love. Hey, you know what? If somebody 
went through the trouble of painting rubric marines. Oh, oh no, yeah. but they were They red. deserve the... Yeah, well... They were the good heresy ones. <laughs> they were heresy ones, yeah. yeah. But the, if he work. did, like, the gold highlighting and stuff, then they deserve that yeah. save, okay? Having painted if, a unit. If, if painted, yes, I guess. <laughs> if painted yeah. fully and, like, all the things. Yes, it, if painted fully mm, and well, yeah, yeah. any rubric marines deserve <laughs> every goddamn rule they get. <laughs> Just gotta paint up another squad of them. No, never again. <laughs> I took a break and painted something else in well, the middle. See, that's because cool. you made the mistake and you didn't prime a retributor. Shut up. You, no, you, this is how you do and your next It works next both match. ways, though, because then you have to paint everything All the Okay, painting the black in the recesses is actually easier. And think of it this way. You can paint it. You spray gold. <laughs> You dry brush it gold, you dry brush it lightly a little bit of silver, and then you paint all the inside parts, boom, done. The hardest Honestly, part, done. having tried to do that essentially with the custodes, where my main color is black with, you know, gold and purple yeah. here and there, that made it so much worse. Well, but maybe it was just those like, models, but, you know. But with black paints on easier, like you don't need to... Oh, it for sure it does, but... You still have all of the details to get. And yeah. depending on, you know, the model itself. And if they're the recessed details, that's yeah. a pain. Yeah. Anything that's, you know, slightly raised over the rest of the armor makes yeah. it a pain in the ass to have to I don't think go there's, around. Th- I mean, it might be slightly easier doing it one way or the other, but it's still going to be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, gilding is gilding, right? It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm painting the slim, necessary evil. I'm painting Slanesh Havocs right now. I know. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, how about we talk about it right now? Oh, 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 is this Beyond the Rim? We're talking... Oh, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go on forever with Alice, too, so we'll let you talk about, uh, I guess, Detroit? Beyond Human or whatever? No, I was going to bring up God of War. All right, go. That's all, really... right, all right, bring up Boy Simulator 2018. <gasps> Boy. Boy. <laughs> it is honestly one of the best games I've played in a very, very, very long time. Detroit? No, God of War. Oh, okay. Boy Simulator 2018. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're calling. Yeah. I see. Sony is just, just those dad jokes, man. Yeah. Oh, just literally the entire game is just, you know, random one-liners here. That's like, oh, God, you're way too serious right now, but it works. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Sony's just been on such a roll, I think, lately in terms of games. Yeah. Um, between, uh, what's it called? Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. Persona, this, probably Spider-Man when it comes out. Yeah. Um, that they've sort of just got this formula down pat where they're taking old kind of games in some sense and cases and then sort of just revamping them. And God of War, I never really played too much growing up. Like, okay. I never really had a PlayStation. I, I played but I've, I've watched up. a few people play them. And they were never really my kind of game because they're all just, you know, hack and slash, just button right, mash, right. do. Spectacle Fighter. Yeah. But the new game is totally open world and has very almost Dark Souls style combat where it's mm. very easy to die, very hard to kill a lot of enemies. And the story is just solid. Nice. Like it makes you feel for Kratos, it makes you feel for the kid, you know, their entire journey of, you know, trying to scatter their mom's ashes at the top of a mountain and just like everything else in between. It's just hmm. a crazy amazing game. And once you've beaten it, there's. Uh, I've seen a video with the creative director where he goes into a lot of the things that they did in the game. Yeah. 
And uh, it's really interesting now getting to watch like my roommate and some other friends uh, play through the game and picking up, you know, it's like, oh, so this came from here. This mm. alludes to, you know, this other spoiler event down the road here. Oh, cool. And it's all intertwined throughout the entire game. So it's not just like pulled out of a hat, you yeah. know, at one point. It's like, oh, but if you paid attention, it's like, yeah, it was actually there. It's a very deep story, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, but, which was surprising to me. Well, yeah. God of War, if, and if you, like, actually had played the God of Wars mm-hmm. going, like, and actually been into them, all of them have been amazing. Like, God of War 1 was some of the best graphics on PlayStation 2. Then God of War 2 came out, and it's like, holy shit, this is still comparable <laughs> to PlayStation 3 graphics. Yeah. And then the PlayStation 3 1 that's came right. out, which I, I actually I never played because I didn't have a PlayStation 3. <laughs> and, I think that's the only one I've partially played a little yeah, bit of. But they've always been, like, mm-hmm. top-tier oh, yeah. games. Right. And just a lot of people, I think, um, especially around the time... PS3, a lot of people switched over. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of Nintendo fans, and they kind of, like, switched over to they PlayStation. They did thing, yeah. And then a lot of them were Xbox people who switched to PlayStation, and console wars, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. But um, God of War games have always been 10 out of 10. Oh, well, that's always. the one thing I've known. But for me, I never played them because of just the type of game they used yeah. to be. So the change in sort of revamping the old formula that was done years and years and years ago... And sort of bringing it into like the modern era of gaming yeah. was a really cool, neat experience because it worked really real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but the one other thing that I'd really like to bring up about it is the dialogue in the game is probably the most impressive part because as you're going between various places, your characters will have you know their side dialogue like you'd see in any other game. Right. But right. in this one, I can't think of a single story that was ever repeated, or a single line that was ever repeated in the probably 30 to 40 hours I played. Wow. And it was one of those, like, small little details that you don't really think about until you're like, this is a new story every time. Yeah. And it's always adding to the world. It's some little lore thing here and there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you jump on boats, you jump in and out of them all over the place. And yeah. whenever you would jump out of the boat, they'd be like, all right, we'll pick this story up next time. And then you get back in the boat a little while later, and they're like, so where were we? And they'll just continue on the same story. Huh. So it feels very natural. Yeah. And it was something that I really wasn't expecting. And yeah, it really just gave it that little extra oomph. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to go next, because I know you want to talk tons about it. Just like oh, no. Actually, I wanted to ask Jeff, Okay. What is the better future Detroit? Beyond Human <laughs> or Robocop? I mean, one has Android <laughs> servants, the other one has blue sunscreen that gives you cancer. I feel like what you have to say Robocop. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh. Like, I mean, ED209, crazy robot cops, you know? Like, <laughs> can't beat that. I'm going to be. You're going to have to tear up my nerd card for this, but I've never actually seen Robocop. Oh my god, I saw Robocop last year in theater! What are you it doing? Was, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Holy it's such a great, like, Do you like 1980s terrible, amazing action movie. movies where yeah. people like, explode when they get shot by guns? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, yes! The answer yes. is yes! <laughs> there is no other answer. <laughs> we right. will watch Robocop okay. 1. Yeah. Maybe Robocop 2, but Robocop 1 worth, okay. is worth it. That's really maybe, the great maybe one. Maybe I'll host like, a viewing... 
or something here. Just not the new one, because that was awful. Oh, God, that was bad. The only cool scene was when they, like, took off his armor, and he, all he had was, like, lungs and a hand. <laughs> they should have lost a hand. I knew it was, like, yeah. a whole thing of, like... In the first one, he said, lose the arm. Like, we can save the arm. Lose yeah. the arm. They should have lost the arm because it was stupid. He's like this full robot body and a human hand. How, <laughs> they like, have to show his humanity somehow. Come on. That's what his face is for. Was that the face? You go insane. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. R-rated movie, almost X-rated, down to PG-13, my ass. Bullshit. <laughs> Monies. <laughs> so, bought a new board game the other week called Forbidden Stars. Actually, I bought an old game. That's now out of print called Forbidden Stars. It's, it's out of print? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, well, it's still, you can still find it. Like, Meeple Mart has a ton of copies. But okay, that's good to know because I was... What company made that? Um, FFG. Uh, so they, it's no longer in print because they don't have the Warhammer license anymore. When are we doing this campaign? <laughs> it's a campaign, right? It's like a campaign in a day. So Jeff, oh. yeah. Jeff, I, Noah, and Jay played it. Oh, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm thinking Dark Heresy and stuff like that. No, 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 no. no. This isn't a role-playing yeah, game. Yeah, this it's is an game. actual... It's a so picture oh. like uh, Game of Thrones board game by FFG and Age of Rebellion, also by FFG, kind of merge. So yeah. uh, each player, two to four players, you either play as the Ultramarines, the World Eaters, Iand and Craftworld, or the Evil Suns Orcs. But basically they're just like generic Space Marines, generic Chaos. Yeah, they're really is See, they picked all good chapters slash factions. Yeah. yeah. I think they got their ass kicked by Tyranids. Well, there's no tier. Well, I'll get to the <laughs> And it's in a one sector, and you randomly uh, steal out tiles, and you take turns building the mm-hmm. sector by putting down the tiles and deploying your troops. And we basically played a learning game, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it there was, was a lot like, of learning. There's a lot of rules. <laughs> so everyone has like their little card, and each one, each player has light infantry, heavy infantry. Uh, mechanized units, light ships, heavy ships, titans. Yeah. And they all have slightly different stats, but... They're very similar. They're very similar. Uh, but then you have upgrade... You can upgrade your deck of battle cards, so you play, like, uh, orders, I guess, each round when you fight someone, and that gives special abilities and bonuses and stuff. So as you go through the game, you upgrade that deck, which gives, like, crazier and crazier upgrades. Like, one was the, like, Noah had one called the party bus or party truck. Yeah. Which Jay thought was it was a orcs. joke, but it was actually, yeah, it was that's the name what the, of the card, card is called. <laughs> that brings in, like, more guys or, like, gives bonuses for more, the more mm-hmm. boys you have in the fight. Yeah. So it's, just imagine a whole bunch of orcs driving around in a bus going, the Venga bus is coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, so it's a, it's re- a conversion waiting to happen. Yeah. And they all play very much like they should, yeah. like chaos spreads the taint of chaos and their guys are very aggressive and the ultramarines all... stay very isolationist leaders, and... well that was <laughs> world, world leaders should be charging headlong into death i mean it is they're called the world eaters but they're actually more like it's more black legion almost because yeah. you can give guys there's in the uh deck you can upgrade it to like markets at nurgle marcus slash marcus inge marcus corn so Anyways, okay. anyway, it's just for variety yeah. sakes. But um, it was a ton of fun though to play and learn yeah. how to play. And you can do orbital bombardments and space mm-hmm. runs. Can do. Bearers? Yeah, it's world eaters. Trust me. Maybe it it should have been. I'm sorry, I'm having a slight aneurysm. Like it probably should have been word bearers. That would have made more sense. In my head or something. I don't know. How many cultists <laughs> you were spreading around? Yeah, actually. Anyways, um, 
And like space marine players can do draw pod assaults when they're doing orbital bombardment yeah. and stuff like that. And the cool that. thing about that is you can get free space marines that way. Yeah. Pretty solid uh, like base unit. Yeah. And Jay ended up winning because he uh, used a warp gate to grab his, his last objective. Damn, those sneaky Eldar. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. None of us knew it was a thing. And then he's like, yep, I'm going to win the game next turn. We're like, right, okay. Yeah, okay. whatever, <laughs> asshole. But yeah, then he did. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> shit, okay. Um,. So, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really complex, but, like... A good amount of complex. And also, I was looking on BoardGameGeek, and there's unofficial expansions for this. Oh, my God. So, there's one that has files for 3D printing (laughs) tokens. So, there's four new factions. Necrons, Tau, Guard, and Nids. I was hoping that like full yeah, sorry. Made there might be. That was just the one I was looking at. It's like full cards and stuff, so wow. I might okay. end up getting some of that printed. Oh, I don't even think you'd probably need to print them. You just have to replace the army, really. Just be like, we're using this card. Yeah, but I'm gonna print. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Definitely adds that little extra. Because I mean it's just little tokens, yeah, just right? Put yeah. on card sleeves and they'll look good. You won't know. Yeah, I mean the cards I don't necessarily need to go to staples, but I don't know. You were meaning 3D printing, though, the models, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that's an awesome <laughs> game. If people are interested, like I said, no Meeple Marts has a bunch of copies. It mm. is not a cheap game. It was like 85 before tax, and that's at a discount because <laughs> it's been out of print so long. But if yeah. you're a fan of a board game that'll take about, how long did it take us? About four hours? Three to four hours, Three I to think. four. And we were learning, so it's actually yeah. not that. Yeah. So I think we could have cut off a little hour. bit of time. Probably yeah, 30, read... 40 minutes. Yeah, but it also says... ended before the very last turn. Yeah, the box says two to three hours, so yeah. probably more. Uh, high three hours, I, I, I find a lot of board games, once you play them, like, and everyone knows yeah. the rules. Yeah. You can really speed you, it up. Oh, yeah, like um, I playing Zombicide, for example. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I knew how to play Zombicide, so like I was going quick, and then yeah. playing with my buddies, and... As they learned how to play, we're just like, all right, do this, do this, do this, yeah. do this. And we drew, like, four cards of zombies mm-hmm. got double turns in a row and we died. Yeah. I <laughs> feel, though, like this one's a little bit harder to go super fast-paced in, simply because in each of your turns you have four tokens you can put down to oh. do, like, certain things, and only four. And a lot of the times it's like, I want to do this fifth thing to be able yeah. to really get everything out there, but I can't. Yeah. It's a lot having, of planning. Yeah. And it takes a bit of time because... It sort of jumps from turn to turn to turn really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it changes who's going and placing their tokens first. So there was a lot of times where it'd come back around to me and I'm like, oh, geez, I was just starting to think about what I really needed to do after, yeah. like, Ian or Noah or Jason had, like, just done their final movement thing. Yeah. And also there's warp storms, so yeah. you can't cross them and they change every yeah. turn, <laughs> which makes things fun. Yeah. Definitely but, a lot of replayability Yeah, in that. Especially, I'm kind of, I'm really excited that there's extra factions if, like, yeah. we get a group of people and people want to play it a lot, so. Just hopefully the fan factions aren't, like. I think OP is hell or the yeah. complete opposite, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, I haven't looked in depth at it. I was just at work looking it up, so. The best time to look up things like that. Damn right. All right. <laughs> Siggy, second edition. Yeah, Siggy. All right, so, Age of Sigmar 2 is coming out. Um, <laughs> probably... I'm expected to come out on the 16th of June, if not the week after, depending if they do like a two-week pre-order. It's been what, that's confirmed this? as June? Well, yeah, it's confirmed as so, June. Yeah. They said in June, Night Haunt is coming out. Okay. And now, 
gives me the impression that that battle tome is coming out or codex. Um, but from what we've seen from Warhammer Fest is it's going to be Stormcast versus Night Haunt. Yeah. And it's cool because it's all wizard stormcast this time so they're all in togas and then um, and heavy bolter bolt throwers oh yeah they got their heavy bolter bolt throwers and it's not all dudes anymore so there's a whole that's bunch true. of female stormcast awesome. that's a good yeah. thing yeah it's and, about time yeah and then um night haunt is all like ghost infantry which is really cool because yeah. right mm-hmm. now night haunt just has like that the spirit host the cluster of ghosts okay and they, they have, have uh, cavalry as well right yeah so. well they have cavalry right now but they're getting like Elite infantry, calvary they're right. getting a whole bunch of stuff and it looks amazing. It they got the black coach, which is sub oh, sub assembly right. painting is required. <laughs> um, it may it's uh, but it shutters. looks so good. Um I can't wait to see a whole bunch of night haunt armies out so there. Why are you starting lizard men then? Oh, I've always liked Lizard Men. Lizard, lizard men. men are really the best. But yeah. night, they, they you're, you're, I want to start Night Haunt now. Like, why aren't you doing that? <laughs> because everyone wants to do Night Haunt. I want to be a special snowflake. Fuck off, man. All right, fair enough. dinosaurs eat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can make people walk the dinosaur, all right? But one of the big things, like, they're changing in Sigmar is um, they're adding persistent spells. So you can summon a spell, and it's yeah. a model on the table. Which look... Awesome. Yeah, Some so like really one do. of them is yeah. like they they previewed two because they're previewing something new every day. Yeah, yeah. And two they previewed was one is a like purple sun, which was a thing in fantasy. I never played fantasy, so I don't know. But it essentially how it works is like as it moves over units or ends near units, they mm-hmm. roll die for each model, and on a six it's slain. Which yeah. is, is regardless cr- of wounds or regardless of wounds. If it if it does have six moons or more I think it's six or more. You roll, they take 2d6 mortal wounds. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, it's just so that like, your characters don't just get like, yeah, sucked into the sun yeah, and die. Yeah. They made it even cooler because they made another one of the spells. is You create two portals. Oh. And if a purple sun goes near the portal, it gets sucked through the portal. Isn't that just a realm gate, though? Not so quite. Thinking with portals, not quite. Like because you can yeah. move infantry through willy nilly, oh. and it move. Okay. And each player gets to move them, take turns moving the oh, models. So, <laughs> but this is where it gets even more deep because okay. if you have, when it comes down to turn parties, they move at the beginning of every battle round. If I'm going second in the battle round, I get to get first pick on moving. Sorry. So you cast spells. Yes. They go on the board as models. Yes. And then... They're there. I can move them even though you cast them? Yes. That's pretty oh. awesome. Yeah. Because okay. the idea is it's this huge unstable magic that has yeah. been like built up in the realm of uh, uh, Shaish, the realm of the dead or whatever, because mm. Nagash is being an asshole, doing all the Skeletor <laughs> shit. And um, so you summon this thing. Like Other people can dispel it. And they haven't explained too much on it, but yeah. I'm imagining it's going to be something you cast to, like, dispel it in your hero phase. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is how I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be. I'm not 100% sure. But they said it's persistent until someone removes it. And then it moves in between battle rounds, and whoever's going second gets to move it. So it means if I double turn you, you get to move the stuff first. Hmm. So that could mean, oh. like, if there's a purple sun, and I get and double turns, he moves through my guys yeah. and kills, like, half yeah. my dudes. I'm like, oh, shit. 
damn it. Is yeah. it like or just take... moves it out of the way where it's, you know, effective anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's like... Do you, like, take turns activating stuff? Yeah, So but if there's, like, three on the board... Whoever goes I second choose... moves two. Right, okay. Yeah. That's um, cool. They also changed double turns, so if you get a tie, the person who just... Um, who went first gets to, like, pick. So you have to be beat them to get the double turn. Right. Unless so, they give you the double turn. Because they might say, yeah, here, have the double turn. I'm going to move this thing into your army. You know? Hail Mary, a purple right. sun at you or something. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Or make but, it so that you can't teleport onto this objective anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the one persistent thing that I've seen, or persistent magic, is... Um, the fiery sort of jaw-looking yeah, model thing that for the orcs. Which, so cool. Oh, my God. They, so they showed in, like, one of their trailers, they had little crystal walls. As well yeah, I've seen stuff. a few, but that was the one that really was impressive yeah, to me. I was like, that is awesome. a cool yeah. model. Just go around. I think I need people. to get some as, like, even just for 40K as objectives. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or vortexes. Or Those like are gorgeous. Chaos spawn. So. Yeah, that'd be a cool. Anything's spot. a swan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another You're thing spawn, they're doing is they're changing how summoning works, which is a big oh. thing. Oh, so yeah, a lot that. of armies had abilities to get like more guys or yeah. reincarnate guys or turn this guy into a vampire. So one, for example, there was like a vampire queen. So they bite the guy and he turns mm-hmm. into a vampire, and you get a vampire. But their reserve point system was like, okay, did you put side points aside for that guy? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, you can't replace him. Or you had guys who died and come back to life. Yeah. And then, did you pay points for that? No, because you're getting another model. So, what's well, mm-hmm. the, the best example? I mentioned this earlier today. Is the Skaven Screaming Bell? You roll two d six and consult a chart each turn. Yeah. And on twelve, you get a Vermin Lord. But I'm not going to put aside three hundred points each game <laughs> on, the on the off, off chance yeah. I roll box cards. Box cards. And on that's that before roll. you take damage and start rolling one die for it. Probably. No, no, it's always. Two. I think oh, it's, it's always two. two. Yeah. Roll thirteen and win the game, man. Yeah, that's. I just start rolling d eights or something instead. <laughs> yeah, Put an extra no, little dot on the die. Yeah, it's really oh, nice. Um, <laughs> it's one of the things a lot of people are like really cautiously optimistic about. I know I am because it's. You're opening up the floodgates to say, "Oh, you can summon stuff." Uh oh, <laughs> there was a reason why this was like so limited yeah. because there's so many things out there. So. I feel we'll like see. that could go either way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would be off. Well, having never really played Age of Sigmar, it's a hard one for me to say where <laughs> I would actually land they on the fence. But... They've changed more scrolls, though, okay. which was a big thing I know a lot of the people in Sigmar talked about a while mm. back. Like, this um, is like a, a first run War Scroll, and it's like, it has some issues. And then, like, it modifies other units. Like, so you have a problem with this unit, you can't raise its points to fix the issue because then you're making it like these other units useless because they need that unit to function but because of this one other ruling it causes issues so the fix the appropriate fix is errata the war scroll yeah which is easy Mm -hmm. because it's all digital right yeah it is and it isn't because if you buy a book gets a lot of stuff like that but it's like that with all their erratas really yeah they're starting to do that now and it's pretty good because it means you can balance it from rules and points rather than just points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they're supposed to be releasing another General's Handbook with AOS 2, which okay. is going to be exciting. I, might, I didn't pick up the last one, but I might pick up 2018. See what's happened. Yeah. 2018 was good for if you played thing. I didn't look at it. 17, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. 17. 
I haven't looked through any of the narrative stuff, so if you want to look through mine. Yeah, I might. When, the, when it comes out, I might buy someone's, like, 17 off them or yeah, something. Trust me, there'll be people like, yeah, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean. Those, I mean, even for 40K, like, going through and adapting those No, oh, yeah. A lot so of them like, are very interchangeable. Yeah, like, hell, we've got third and fourth ed codexes on the, our rule books on the table. Yeah. You can pull missions out of those. And oh, shit. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, like, modify little bits here yeah. and there, but ultimately. Yeah, exactly. So, we were playing, um, I hosted an event uh, last year with some people, and I had, like, cooked ribs and we played Warhammer. And um, one of the things we did was literally, I grabbed a mission out of General's Handbook and said, you guys are playing this. I don't care if you're playing 40K. You're just playing this. It's simple. <laughs> it's quick. It, it's border war. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it earlier. It was literally, okay. put the four objectives down. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of... We turned it sideways and said, play. Yeah, because you know? I know, like, you've of... told me in numerous times when we've played games, it's like, oh, this is this mission from Sigmar. Yeah. You know, which is, like, minor yeah. changes here and there. A lot of the chapter-approved missions. Yeah. Are the main, the main difference is a lot of the 40K missions have... Some, like, you get a point for first blood. You get a point for killing guys jump. Yeah, exactly. You get a point for... Holding the line or line breaker, and then like the objectives are moved around. It's a little bit random. Like game lengths. Meanwhile, Sigmar is very strict on its mission. Okay, system. right. It's all here's the objectives. Yeah, these are the objectives. Kill as many guys as you want. Doesn't matter. Whoever has the most points at the end of turn five just wins. Wins. So there's no random game length in Sigmar. No, it's hmm. turn fives. Never five okay. turns. Interesting. And then after five turns, you. If you're tabled by turn on turn two, the other guy gets three turns to try to beat your score. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's not just an automatic loss if you to, get yes. tabled or to be vice fair, versa. I've, I've mentioned this a few times to a couple of people. The uh, tabling rule is only for match play. It's not yeah. for narrative or hmm. open play. In 40K, I mean. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's in, like specifically in the match play rules. So if you're playing narrative and you get tabled and your opponent walks away, <laughs> but you're up on points, yeah. saying, <laughs> you technically win. Huh. Well, not technically. Like, literally. Yeah, depending on the... the As written. Most people That's how like I intend to beat games. Devin one day. Just let him table me, but be up on points, let him walk away. Like I beat Devin. <laughs> what? <I'll win>. <laughs> Reload your software. <laughs> No, <laughs> we're playing for pink slips. Give me your army. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. They're previewing all the different thing, all different yeah. factions. Mm-hmm. Something new every. It's like oh, oh. they're pulling an eighth edition forty k. Pretty much, um, which is a cool way of revealing. Oh, I think yeah, any yeah. sort of new rule edition. Yeah, I think like just the, a lot of the changes they made, especially the double turn thing, because that I know that scared away a lot of people. <laughs> I didn't um, even know it was a thing until I saw people bringing that up online. I was like, oh, well, okay. It's, it's literally why I stopped it's, playing. It's one of the... I, it's I feel funny. like it would it's, like, it's persuade a, me to not play. It's why Ian stopped playing, and it's why I continued playing. <laughs> because I've played games. I've even played games of 40K where it's like, all right, the guy went first. He blew mm-hmm. away half my army. All right, I I'm going to move second up. Turn. I did a bit of damage to him, but I couldn't do enough damage because I'm missing half my army. Yeah. And now he gets to go and finish off my army. My I'm tabled by turn two or three. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Sigmar, like he goes first, he gets in position. I go two turns back to back or something, or it's a really cagey, cagey game, and it's like I get this double turn, and it gives you the ability to actually win the game. That's true. Because oh, he jumped on three objectives turn one, and I can't do anything for the rest of the game. It's like, okay, that's real fun. Um, <laughs> but meanwhile, if I get two turns back to back, it gives me a chance to push for an objective and then go the extra mile. Yeah, 
That's true. It's just when people use shooty armies, it's very scary with double turn. <laughs> yeah. But Which is probably can... what I would more play, I think. I, uh, that's always the way I've leaned. I think for, for a lot of, I think for me, I can never wrap my head around the double turn, so it's always a surprise, and then I lose. <laughs> yeah. It's, what do you mean? It's the way how the missions are, and the way how the game plays. You'll find sometimes you really need it. Um, I've seen one thing people will do is because it had the retreat freely before for yeah. they had it. So what you do is you could like charge in with your cavalry, hmm. retreat. Get a double turn and charge in again. Okay. And it made your cavalry good, but you had to kind of gamble on it. Yeah. Because if you retreated and he charged you or he fled, it's like, oh, I'm not tying him up yeah. anymore. It's also they're not doing shooting in a combat anymore either. Yes. No, they're doing good. shooting out of combat. They didn't say in combat. So I still imagine my well, archers... No shooting out. Yeah. I still oh, imagine if okay. you charge my archers, it can still shoot you. Because you have things like uh, fire slayers to throw axes. Yeah. Why wouldn't they... The idea in Sigmar is it's not in ranks, but it's in ranks. Okay. So that's why you could take your casualties from anywhere. That's why only the front guys fight. That's why the pile-in mechanic is as if two ranks are mashing into each other. It's not like the two ranks smash into each other. And the guys just mm-hmm. fill up the sides and then go and box Some you other in, way. right? Yeah. I'm doing arm gestures that you guys can't see. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really like... You're fighting in the ranks, so only those guys get to fight. So if you flank the guy, mm-hmm. rather than you getting a on-paper bonus of flanking him, you get the fact that that huge block of guys, like five of them can fight, as opposed to fighting like 12 of them True. when you hit them head-on. Mm. Okay. So if you have like, like one thing you do is you take your heavier cowards, it's usually like three to four units. The and models. you hit them from the side where they can't you get You hit as them many. on the side of like a block of 40 guys, and it's like, oh. To take me two turns of piling in to get over there. <laughs> yeah. And you only get one pile in, not like in 40k where you get two. True. Right. Yeah. And in 40k, everyone gets to fight because I've had fights <laughs> fighting guys from like, I don't yeah, know, it's pretty rare five that inches away because of the yeah. size of the base. It's yeah. like, wow. He's yeah, really I think you. that could be. I think that was you day. doing that to yeah, me. Yeah, and it was. Well, if it's there, you I know, it's a fair a, game. I guess. <laughs> I think that was when I melt a gun to your demon prince to death. That sounds Oof. about right. All right, uh, it's getting pretty hot in here, so let's uh, take a break and come back and close out the show. All right. All right, All right guys, uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, Thanks for the glorious return. Hopefully we'll keep up the pace this time and mm-hmm. have regular episodes. It's been a great time. Yeah. So uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrongsideofthemaelstrom. There's G- our uh, email, which is wrongsideofthemaelstrom at gmail.com. Give some reviews on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to podcasts and can review them. And, yeah, anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? If you haven't played AOS, give it a go. <laughs> when the second one comes out, I guess. But Don't only that, not now. <laughs> oh, you can play it now. I mean, it's still a freaking amazing game. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to say anything, Joe? No. All right. Well, I'm Ian. I'm Jeff. I'm Mike. And we'll see you on the wrong side of the maelstrom.